Welcome to the Stephen Felt Experience. Sharing all of his experiences on his journey of marketing, entrepreneurship, life, and taking action. Giving you advice, tips, and interviews with entrepreneurs just like you. This is the Stephen Felt Experience. My experience is your experience. Experience, 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 experience. Welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Fout Experience. I'm your host, CEO and founder of Fout Marketing, Stephen Fout. And today in the studio, I've got a boss here, man. <laughs> Sean Torres. What's up? Of What's up? In telecom, based right here out of Slidell. Yes, sir. What's yes, up, sir. man? Coming in Good. fresh off the LSU game. Yes. He was in the building. Great game. Talk about your experience, man. Uh, you know, uh, going into it, we originally weren't even going to go to the game. And then kind of last minute, a buddy of mine hit me up. We had tickets. We had access to them. Um, we're like, well, we're going to go. We're not going to go. He calls me, uh, tells me the price for the tickets. It was kind of steep, you know. Um, I first declined and then literally within 30 seconds felt bad about that right. declining that. Yeah. Called him back. I was like, look, man, I- I'm going to take the tickets. We're going we're gonna to go. So we went. Um Awesome experience. We went out and, and tailgated that day uh-huh. uh, with uh, Jack Francione with the Deep South Tigers. Oh, yeah. Tigers. Yeah, oh, Jack. So Jack, well. Jack yeah. hooked it up, man. Uh, went out there, had a great time with him. Um, Rep the company, you yep. know, brought brought a company truck and some and some tents. Got to promote it, man. Yep, got to promote it. The people down in the – especially just down in the, in the area of New York. We went down on, um, on uh, Sunday and did the whole experience with the family and stuff. But just the people down in that area – um, especially running a business. Like, dude, I rep my foul marketing hat. Like, we did content all around the whole entire – you have to. Absolutely. Because people, people that are in that space, that's the people that I want to get to know. Right, you right. get to know, you know. So um, so look at it as from a networking opportunity as well. But I, I did a couple – a podcast uh, last week about, like, taking action. And you, you said about, like, the trigger point of, like, at first it was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to do it. Right. right, dude. How hard would you be kicking yourself if you didn't go to the oh, game? If I went away, oh, yeah, absolutely, you wouldn't away, absolutely. Dude. No, no. There, there, yeah. there could be no other way. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, um, it's great for the state of Louisiana, you know, yeah. and it, and it's just awesome to be able to see that whole thing develop. In my opinion, yeah, uh, for you know the entire season. Oh, you know? it's been so, it insane. Yeah, and the best quarterback. I mean, like to be able to witness that in your backyard. Yes, you know, and that was uh, that was awesome. But man, I'm, I'm glad you're in today, and I appreciate you taking time. You're running a, a massive company. Um, headquartered actually here in Slidell, yeah, right? Yeah, in Slidell, yep. We just, um, uh, we just moved into a new facility, actually. Wow. Over in uh, Johnny Smith Business Park. Went yeah. from uh, 4,700 square feet to 15,000 square feet. So Damn. Um, that's, that's, that's good growth, man. Yes, yes. That, that's a good, good thing, man. That's a good yeah, thing. growth has been good. And we were talking before we started the podcast about just how we connected. Yep. Right? So um, I guess you'd listen to, I don't know. How, how did we yeah, connect? So, um, you know, I, I got into podcasts probably about, maybe three weeks ago, actually. Okay. So, like, I, I go to the gym every morning. I have a regiment that I do every day. I go in every morning. I'm doing my cardio. And uh, a buddy of mine comes up to me and he goes, man, what do you listen to while you do your cardio? And a lot of times I would do, like, audiobooks and, and things of that nature. And he's like, man, you ever listen to Andy Frisella? Yeah. And I was like, I haven't. And, yeah. and I knew who he was yeah. from the supplement industry. So I checked it out. I listened to it. So I, I brought some of his content back into my own environment and started having conversations with my employees because mm-hmm. I can really relate to the way he built his business, the way he's been committed. He's lost weight. Done all these different things. I've done some of the same, some of the things in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, that afternoon, one of my sales reps, uh, Chad Fazio, mm-hmm. and I think he's his. Uh, wait, okay, all right. So, so Jamie, his wife, yes. teaches my daughter dancing. Dancing. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So, so Chad hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, man, um, you need to check out this podcast." Yeah. 
So I saw it. He's like, man, I think you can really relate to it. And it was about you like going out on a limb and starting your business right. and then sitting in, you know, this room and looking at a picture of you sitting, you know, at your home yeah, office over there on my, on my right. yeah. to, to now having, you know, a, a, a true a business, business right. Right? right? Right. So, so I could kind of relate and he understood that cause he knew our story. So, you know, I felt like obviously I knew you from Southeastern and seeing you at yeah. the gym and I yeah. knew your sister. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to shoot him a, a DM and tell him like, yeah. you know what, I listened to it. It was powerful. I'm going to be a listener. So like I even brought some of your stuff back to my organization. That's awesome, man. You know, I so. appreciate that. That's, that's, that's cool. But that's just the power of like this world we live in where like distribution is there. Absolutely. Like podcasting, like it's there. A lot of people have it inside of them to start a podcast, which you're going to start a podcast. Yes. I, yes. I know you are, man. We're going to get you hooked up with one, but man, like you just, you have it today. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and you've got the distribution and you have the opportunity to grow your business. Um, and, and it's like I said, dude, I, I appreciate you just coming in like you're running this, this massive company. So like when you first got started, cause we're two years in. And you guys just made 11. Yeah, just made a March. We make 11. 11 years. So March, we make 11 years. So take me back to like when you first started your business. You know, it, it's funny because I, I was a sales rep for Verizon Wireless and I was actually selling uh, cell phones business to business. Mm-hmm. And um, they had came in, all till I bought them, and uh, I got let go. So um, I had actually just opened up my first business, which was an Anytime Fitness franchise mm-hmm. in uh, Pearl River, Louisiana. So we had opened that up. Um, I had spent all of my cash that I had to my name. Um, I was actually down about $3,000. I was making really good money at Verizon. I got let go. I didn't know what I was going to do. I went on a couple job interviews, and I just wasn't really – I wasn't feeling it. Not that I don't feel like I could work for somebody because I definitely think I could. Um, but it just was, it wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't passionate about it, right? I wasn't getting excited. And I was still kind of in, in the, a depression mode from going to making, you know, 190 plus a year to zero. And I just spent all my money opening right. a gym, right? Right, right. So, um, you know, my, at the time, you know, my business partner was like, hey, man, you know, why don't you just go run the gym? We could fire our manager. And like, I just thought about, like, I just hired this girl a month ago is to be the manager of the gym. And then I'm going to do the same thing to her that just got dealt to me. So I was kind of like, you know what, I'm not doing that. Uh, I came back, um, made a decision that we we're going to, you know, start in telecom mm-hmm. and uh, do consulting. So okay. we we're going to do technical consulting. So that was the, 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 the company where it is today. I mean, going back to the beginning, we just wanted to go consult with people and help them save money mm-hmm. on their cell phone and their landline bills. So you didn't actually have a product? No product. It was just a service? Service. Strictly okay. service. Okay. So um, got into it. Um, two years in. Maybe maybe about a year and a half. I wasn't making. Now, any where money. were you? Work, were you working? Did you actually have office space, or you working at like? I was of, working out of my house. All right. So yeah. back out of my house. Yeah. Uh, me and my me and Jimmy. Jimmy would come over every morning. That's we'd awesome. sit in our kitchen. Yeah. We'd get on the phone, make calls. I mean, again, like I knew how to sell, right? So right. I knew how to go out and get customers and get mm-hmm. meetings. Mm-hmm. So I was getting out there, having conversations with people, talking about what we did, and there was a market for it. Um, we had drummed up about $6,000 a month in contracts, mm-hmm. which is not technically a business, right? Anybody right, that knows right. in the business world, $6,000 a month is not enough yeah. to suffice running a company. Right, right. right. So, um, and it really wasn't going good, you know? So at the time, there was times where I wanted to quit. There was times where he wanted to quit. Um, we went back and forth. Um, I even, I think I even filled out some job applications at the time, like thinking <laughs> about going to get a job, you know? Right. So, um, and, and my wife was working full time, um, was giving me a really hard time. You know, she, she makes this comment and jokes all the time. We joke now about it. But at the time she was like, you know, you need to go get a real job. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I still give her a hard time. You know, we just moved in this new corporate facility, you know, and, and when I brought her in, I was like, is this real? Is, <laughs> right. this, is this real enough for you? Right. you know? So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where it began. Where it began, right. Where it began. So uh, we had to develop products, right? So mm-hmm. we were coming up with different ideas to make money. Um, wasn't really going there. We did a few projects for so, some. So what was the turning point from going from service-based to now a product? Was it scalability? Or what was the, what was the. It, it was really. In, in all reality, behind it, I was young, right? So I was I was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So at the time, it was strictly money driven, you know. So I will tell you that, in my personal opinion, to operate a business, most people do go in business to make money, mm-hmm. right? That's why they're there. But they're also passionate about what they do, right? Um, you know. So at the time, that was the sole focus. Mm-hmm. So we had a customer that we were there. Uh, consultant i'll give you a shout out here nrec power systems mr brian chasson if, if he did if he never existed i would not exist in this business That's so awesome, yeah. um he wanted to buy a phone system reached out to us wanted us to go out and get quotes for him we did we got quotes we recognized that it was like a forty thousand dollar project so at the time you know jimmy had come back to me and was like man why don't we sell him the phone system and i was like dude what we don't know anything about phones. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we don't, we, we, how are we going to do this? Right. So, uh, Jimmy went out and did some research, figured out we could get certified with Avaya. That's what he wanted. Okay. So, we went out and um, I went to Mr. Brian and I walked in his office and I was like, hey, man, you know, would you be willing to give me a shot at putting this phone system in for you? And he turned up and looked at me and you got to know Mr. Brian, he's a character, you know, he's actually still a customer today, but uh, was like, Get the out my office. Right, right. And I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. So like I kind of walked out, and then I walked back in. I was like, look, Brian, at one time, somebody gave you a shot. Why don't you give us a shot, man? Yeah. And he flat out looked at me and said, you know what, Sean? You're right. Don't F this up. So I was like, got it. So right. yeah. um, me and Jimmy actually drove down to Atlanta, got certified on the Avaya phone system. I walked in a technical training that I thought they were going to like teach me the basics of like how to hook phone lines up into a phone system. And it was strictly like programming of the system itself, not telephone school, right? Right. So uh, we go in, I'm, I'm in this room with all these technicians. I'm not a technician by any means at all. Um, you know, I, I had every guy in there like, they had already installed this system. They were just getting certified on it. So like we were just starting from scratch. So me and Jimmy went back to the hotel room. I never forget we stayed in this like Motel 6 rundown dump in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Went in and just got on YouTube and Google and started Googling like how to get phone lines from the street into a business. Mm -hmm. And like there's not much out there, believe it or not, but there was enough for me to learn. Mm -hmm. So um, we had brought in a consultant to kind of help a guy that knew phone work Mm -hmm. that had just retired from the New Orleans Convention Center. He was the... uh, the IT director there and he knew how to get phone lines in. So we brought him in as a subcontractor and literally we programmed the system. I was always good with a computer, right? Mm -hmm. From back in the day playing video games or whatever it may be. Um, Went in, watched him install the system and literally watched him cross connect, asked a lot of questions, um, took notes, took pictures, went back, unhooked it up, put it back in. That system took us about, uh, two and a half weeks to get it installed, which today would probably take us one day. Wow! So wow! It was a very brutal install. I yeah. never forget. We made we made six thousand dollars on that install. To this day, I can remember the exact amount. It, it was six thousand. Crazy though, like how? Because like we're we're coming right now is we're coming into those kind of stories right now with us as we're building and growing, and it's you know it's going to be that you know eight, ten, twelve years down the line, looking back and going, man, remember when we first had this first our first big automotive deal, right? Our Absolutely. First big, you know, you remember those things, man, and um. But it was cool because, like, when, you, when I'm picking up from you as far as it's just, you used to figure it out. 
You know, I mean, there's really no roadmap to how you build a business, you know, and, no, and, not, and people uh, message me or they'll DM me and ask me different questions about like, I want to start a business. And, you know, first off, you need customers. Absolutely. You need customers, you know, um, and with, and once, cause if your customers go, you're gone, you're gone. There is no work. There is no work to be done, you know? So, uh, we've always made a point for us to provide like excellent, like customer service and a, and a quality product that, that delivers results for our clients. And we're kind of this point now where it's like, we're in this, like we've, like we expand, we hired more, like we're starting to hire more people because I found I couldn't do it all myself. You can't. Absolutely. And right. I learned. Employees I, are a key factor you need to people. your success. You need people. Yes. And, and I'm also big, like super bullish on like culture too as well. Yes. Having the right people in place that fit with our culture. Yes. You know? Um, and, you know, and my wife's been a huge part of like, she's a physical therapist, right? So we'll get into little spats here and there about business, you know, and, she, and she's always been right. Even though like, I, I always come around going, you know what? I think you're right about this because she'd be like, I don't, have, I don't have a good feeling about this one, right? You know, and so I lean on her, you know, and 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 I, I'll crack on her sometimes because it's like you're a physical therapist. I'm a, I run a business. Like I went to marketing to school for this, you know, <laughs> and 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 she, but she, but she has this like intuition of like she knows what's right for us and moving forward, you know. So like having that that partner helps. Oh, absolutely. I think you know? everybody in business. I mean, look, it's scary, right? You know, in in. It does take a, a, a lot of discipline, a lot of self-effort, and I think all of us, even as entrepreneurs, we're going to lean on other people mm-hmm. because even through me, like leaning on my wife, leaning on my friends, leaning on other business owners, customers, asking questions, like there's no right or wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. There's You just have to find your way and what fits. I think everybody runs their business different mm-hmm. in a different manner. I think you're right, though. Going back to culture is a is a key factor in building a culture that it's not about just making money, right? Because you can't mm-hmm. just pay employees that you just give them a bunch of money and then you just get a return. Right. Like, it's not that easy, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to find out what motivates individuals and help them. And, and again, it should be about helping people, right? So like the ultimate goal for us has always been, you know, it shifted from making money and we started making money. You know, we were, we were probably our... Th- third year in and we already broke seven figures. So like we hit over a million dollars very quick and have grown tremendously since then, you know? So I think the, the, the fact of the matter to that was not that I'm a good sales guy or I got all these tactics, but I, you know, there's, there's multiple things that we do is, is we care about our customers, right? Mm-hmm. And we produce results for our customers. Mm-hmm. It's not about selling a product, right? Cause if you sell a product, and it doesn't do anything for the for the business, mm-hmm. or, for, or helping that person, whether it be a service, a product, it, it, anything. It's got to have a solution that's going to either benefit the company. So, in my opinion, you have to have. There's a few different ways of impacting a company when you're helping them. It could be a financial impact. It could be an emotional impact, right? It could be a business impact. Mm-hmm. It could be an employee satisfaction impact. Yep. So, like companies will spend money just to make their employees happy, and they should. They should. They Happy should. employees produce results. It does. And it's like like we did one of our clients, um, they had a big Thanksgiving feast, you know, and so we went out there, we shot content, we dropped it on social media, and the employees were like, What a what a great company to work for. It it, it boosts just that one little video shows that that they're giving back. And it also shows that look, we're doing things differently for our company, you know, which attracts new. It's a it's a recruiting yes. tool. Yes. As well. You, know? you have so, to do you have to do different, man. You if if do you different. don't if you don't separate yourself from what other companies are doing and mm-hmm. you're just following suit, you know, you're not going to get 
any results back because that's already been done. I'm not saying you have to reinvent the wheel, right? But I do believe that in business, in order to be successful, you have to give back to your customer. It can't just be, oh, I'm going to charge them for everything I do. Right. Right. Like at the end of the day, I've done probably probably millions of dollars worth of free work. Right. You have to. But what that does is that gives you, yeah, I think in my opinion, what you have to remember is the long term, right? Mm-hmm. I tell everybody that I don't want to be the 2 a.m. girlfriend. I want to get married. Right. Right. And there's, and there's, and there's commitments <laughs> with that, right? There like, is. There you're going to be committed to, and we're committed to our customers, you know, our core values. So in telecom, mm-hmm. branches out, if you think about it, it branches out into our core values integrity, excellence, commitment. Right. And that's our core values of our company because we truly believe and stand behind that in order to support our client base mm-hmm. and, and to be successful, you have to have commitment. You have to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Right. Every day. It's not, oh, I can't help this customer because they're not a big customer. You know, we got huge customers and we got small customers. I want to treat them all the same because, in my opinion, those small customers are just as important to me 100%. as the big customers. Yeah. You know, because, and, and some people will tell you different. You know, I've had business owners tell me, oh, you know, Sean, you're wasting your time. You're doing this, you're doing that. You know, I, I'll give you a really cool story. So, when we first got started, we also recognized that we needed contracts, right? We recognized that if we were just going to go out and do one off work, bid work, and things of that nature, we were always going to be chasing our tail. And it's going to be very hard to build a foundation that we knew we had a set revenue coming in on a monthly basis. So I thought to myself, I was like, you know, in our business, it's a lot of uh, Mac work, move, add, change work. So like every time a customer calls, you're billing them for everything you do. And I just, to me, that's so much work. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of work on the back end and billing. It's a lot to keep up with. It's just, it's a headache, you know? Um, so I made a decision that I was going to come up with a, just a standard fee mm-hmm. and we're just going to bill monthly and we're just going to do whatever we wanted to do. So like I'd be out on installs. We didn't have a help desk at the time. We have anything like I was, my help desk was my passenger seat of my Toyota Camry with a laptop and an air <laughs> right, card supporting right. customers like, you know, getting it done. Dude, I, I'm, I love the Toyota Camry. So how old was the Toyota Camry? Uh, it was probably, I don't even remember, man. Cause you know, I had a couple of them. I, I think I bought like three different Toyota Camrys at the time because I knew I could just beat it to death. You I know? feel like every like businessman, like they have that car. Like, I got a Buick Ferrari that's got 160,000 miles yes. on it. It was paid off. I drove it forever. And they're like, dude, you get there's no tax. There's no advantage of having a paid off car running a business. So it's, you know. it's true. But at the end of the day, like, if there's no revenue there, because right, again, I right. like, you got to be able to buy things, you got to be able to pay for employees. Yeah. You got to be able to, like, again, yeah. and, you know, there came a time for us, like, we had to get competitive. Like, I remember when we hired our very first real technician. Right, uh, James, and James has been such an. He's still with us. He's great. Um, he's done so much for our company. You know, we look at him like family. And I never forget, like when we hired James, I was paying James more than I was paying myself. So, like, but I also recognized that, like, we had something going. Like yeah. the company, we we saw the vision and where we were heading, and we knew that if, like, all right, if we're gonna scale, like, I can't be it all. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had already going back and, and changed it to where like Jimmy was more on the technical side. I was a better sales guy. So we said, you know what, Jimmy, we're going to split up. I'm going to go be the sales guy. You're going to manage all the installs. And it, and it started growing. Mm-hmm. And then we recognized that like we sold more work than what we could even handle. So like I was literally running from sales appointments to help Jimmy on installs to going back on another sales appointment, like climbing around in ceilings, running cable. This is like where we are right now. Yes. So this you're there. Exactly, so, we're so we're you're in tra- this point right where we are right now. So again, like, and so what we did is we made, you know, we sat down with James. And I'll never forget. We, we put an ad on better North Shore jobs. He walked in our office. We had moved 
twice. So we had got an office off Carnation, which was a little one room office. We were there for about four months. And then we recognized like we were bringing material in. I was literally like having to open up a window bring material in through a window and like it was it just wasn't working (laughs) you know like so so it's like you know what let's go get let's go get something that has a warehouse so we moved over to uh old spanish trail Mm -hmm. uh rented in that building for a little bit and we and we opened that up and it really it it did it allowed us to grow but we brought james in and like i never forget like we offered him a job and he came back to me and he's like look man because he that's way less money than i'm making today like right. I can't make that kind of move, and it was we didn't know how to hire people. Like there's right. no book that says like here's what you pay this person. Like right. I had no clue, it's you know. The same like thing. Lori was just like in her head, he's laughing because like we had no employee handbook. The, we had, you got to build it. You got to build it. You got to build it all. Like, and, and, there, and I will say like in today's society, there's a lot of resources out there <laughs> yeah. to get assistance. But again, like even being new and fresh, you don't know those resources. So you're <laughs> trying like, to figure it she's out. She's like, so what are our holidays and when do we do this? And I'm like, I don't freaking know. And, you know, <laughs> and, 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 but when and, you got to stop. To sit down and do it, and and for me, that's I'm, I'm hire your weakness, right? So I'm back. I'm, I'm not super organized. Like Lori, literally runs the freaking operation. Like she really does, and she's like, we need to be in a handbook, and we need to know what what days we have this, and what holidays are this, and you have to stop and create systems and processes, and get everything out of your head somewhere. Yes, because and we started working on that better. We're getting better Good. at that, but it's a part of like me sitting still to, to do, do it. it to do it. And, it, you know? and, and I'll tell you, like, even today, like, you know, 11 years in, we're still doing those things. So we're still working on the company and the processes. And we have a set process and the way things flow, but things change. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's going to be times when you make a decision in your business, in my opinion, that you may have to change that decision in order for the company to continue to grow. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, if your ultimate end game is to grow the business, mm-hmm. I think your your key factor is you have to continue. You have to evolve. Like, don't get, in my opinion, when when business owners get comfortable and they're like, oh, I got it. This is it. Guess what happens? A, a company like me, yeah. a young, hungry guy that's yeah. willing to adapt and change, yeah. I'm going to beat you go ahead, go all ahead. day yeah. long. Yeah. So how so. So do you set like long-term goals or what? Like, what Absolutely. You, you know, Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, so even, you know, it, throughout my entire, you know, life, I've always, I've been a goal-oriented person and like, I like to document those things and understand like where I wanted to get. So as the company started growing, we didn't just set financial goals. Mm-hmm. We set goals of like customers we wanted to get. Like mm-hmm. the Mercedes-Benz Superdome is a customer of ours. I told myself just because I'm a Saints fan that, and I didn't even realize that the Saints have nothing. That's just their stadium. Right. They don't own the dome, right? right? So right. like, I just wanted them as a customer just to say they just were my say customer. You have it, right. So like, it took me two years, but now they've been a customer for coming on six years. Damn. So like, it's it's like if you set your mind to it, mm-hmm. you can do anything, man. And I think that's what you know. I like to talk to young people and help people, and even like friends that own businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned a lot over the last eleven years. And I feel, I do feel like the information that I have and that I've understood and the, and the experiences that I've had from our customer base. Mm-hmm. So today we have over 4,300 customers. So um, in 11 years, which is huge, lot, right? Yeah. Ranging from Ashner to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome to Emerald Lagasse and all his restaurants and locations, Creole cuisine. I mean, just, just Tons, every yeah. vertical, yeah. every, you know, people always say, man, what's your niche? And it's like, we're just good at what we do. You know, and and we're very we're very committed, mm-hmm. and and I always like to tell people talk about that real quick as far as different verticals to be into. 
So, you know, a lot of companies, what they'll do is they'll, they'll verticalize into one area of, uh, you know, whether it be automotive mm-hmm. or healthcare or manufacturing distribution. Uh, I, I believe that's important, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, I think that what has allowed us to be able to grow and be so successful is that when you could start applying, look, every business has the same end goal, right? Mm-hmm. They, they want to make money. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, nobody goes in business to save money. People go in business to make money. Right. And a lot of business owners get hung up and like, oh, I need to save money. I've been there myself. Like, I can't buy this. I can't buy that. Mm-hmm. Like, and that right there to me is like, that's, that's the devil. Because it it's starts retreat, getting- Right. It gets, it gets in your head. It gets in your head. And you're having doubt. And you can't have doubt. Like, right. you cannot create doubt and uncertainty. Like, I, I read an article not too long ago about like entrepreneurship and how most entrepreneurs, they don't even think about like- if they can't do it, like I, that's, it's never like, even my wife today mm-hmm. has made comments to me about like, well, you know, you, I guess you could like always go get a sales job somewhere. And it's funny. Like, and I, like, I even told her the other day, like with all the success I have, I looked at her and I was like, why, why do you even, does that, does that really cross your mind? Right. Like, and I don't ever think like I've made one decision in 11 years that I've, that I've had to maybe second guess that took a lot of th- thought process was when we purchased this last building, you know, cause it was a lot of money mm-hmm. and we also recognize, and I also understand that like, I never want to make a decision that is going to affect the lives of others, you know, and today we have uh, 33 employees and we're growing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm thinking by the end of the year, we'll be somewhere in the 45 range this year. So when you look at that, like, and a lot of the people in our organization, they are the breadwinners in their family. Mm-hmm. So like the decisions that we make as owners affect them. So like, I always understand that and take that into consideration. And that's why like even financial impact decisions that we make for the company, like I like to bring key employees in and like, let's make that decision together. Mm-hmm. Cause then now they're bought in. Right. And they yeah. understand it. And it, and to me, they, they understand what we're doing and they understand the vision of where we're headed, right. you know? Right. So, you know, but going back to the vertical side of things, I don't believe in just verticalizing. I, I don't because if you go and just say, all right, I'm going to do automotive and that's all I'm focusing in and automotive takes a downturn. Yep. Guess what? Thought marketing takes a downturn. Absolutely. Right. So like you can't put your eggs in that basket to know that like, that's the only thing you're going to do. And like, look at any true entrepreneur mm-hmm. that's making hundreds of millions of dollars. They're not just working one vertical. Right. The majority of them, right? Let's right, say, right, 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 right. They are working in other angles to mm-hmm. be able to, to be able to take in revenue in other ways. And they're all businesses. They all want to succeed, right? Every business should have a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. Every business should have a disaster recovery plan. You know, what if this happens? What should we do? Because when when you have to go out and make irrelevant decisions that are fast, mm-hmm. right? In a business that your just ultimate goals is to get the business back up and operational, you're probably going to spend a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. City of New Orleans is dealing with that right now. I saw on the news today, they're upwards of over $3 million of an impact, right, of what's going on mm-hmm. with the cyber attack when they probably could have done some things in the beginning that would have avoided it. it right. but, but everybody always looks at it at the time and they're like, oh, we don't need to spend that money. You know, and, and it all sounds good at the happen. time. It's not going to hit. Not gonna get us, right. Who's going to attack New Orleans with a cyber attack? And that's, right. that's not going to be a priority to address that. We'll just... We'll wait and see what happens. Right. And now you're dealing with a bigger problem at the end of the day. Yes. But you could have addressed it ahead of time. You know, and that's that's kind of like, um, we're just trying to figure this all, all this stuff out, man. You it, know, it, it, and, and it, it's kind of fun because, like, you don't, like, I know where we're going. Like, I know, like, we're we're slowly adding and continuing to grow. And, we're, and we are not dependent such, like, on one vertical. Like, we are in different verticals, which is Good, one man. thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to go fully on um, in the automotive space. I wanted to make sure that we could cover. And basically what we do, I mean, we, we just... 
we, we take our clients, position them on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, where consumers pay attention. You know, it's like we look at how do we market to consumers we're paying attention, whether it's buying a vehicle, getting their AC repaired, buying stone or tile, um, buying a home. You know, it, it, it's just consumers, you know, and where they spend their time. And so my background was in broadcast TV, which was like basically was running TV commercials for clients. You know, and my turning point of getting into this this world where I knew I wanted to break off and do my own thing, but I don't think I was scared. But I, I think for me it was it was just kind of getting going with it. You know, it was it was taking that leap of faith and and taking the risk. But then at the end of the day, it was like I'm betting on myself. Like so there's no risk because I think for me, failure for me is not an option. Like I'm more afraid of of the next growth step than it is on losing everything. Absolutely. Like, we're not going to go backwards. There's no plan B. No. Like, because there it's, can't it's, be a it's plan going, B. It's, right. It's going to be just like, that. I think that scares me more is looking at, like, where is our next hire going to be? Is it going to be sales? Is it going to be fulfillment? Is it going to be another more creative services? Is it going to be more operational, assistant? Like, I'm in this point of, I don't really know what I need just yet. And I'm trying to go through this and figure it out. I and, think what you do is, in my opinion, I think that the ultimate, you know, key factor, what I've learned over the years is, is you hire your weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? And if, if, if you're not able to understand your own weaknesses, you know, and, and I interview people all the time coming to the company. And that's one of the questions I like to ask people is, you know, what do you feel like your weaknesses are? And a lot of people can look at that and say, oh, I don't want to talk about my right, weakness. Right, right, right. You know, but like you have to be able to talk about your weakness because mm-hmm. there's going to be things that you're not going to be good at. Like mm-hmm. it's just inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. You just said you're not organized. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I, I, I'm not either. I, I know me. Like, I, right, right. Like, I'm not, Sales, like, no problem. Got Branding, it. Branding, right. marketing, got it. Yes. Running right. Facebook, got it organizational managing tasks and right. billing billing Bill, I like, think about it you, oh but dude my accounting was so too oh, you got you my got, first year in business like i didn't i had two i didn't know what the hell i was doing you, you gotta my, have I, it all like you gotta have all these components like you gotta have hr you gotta have scheduling you gotta have coordination you gotta have like i always told myself like <laughs> man these ceos like they get an admin assistant why do they need an assistant I now understand why i have an assistant because like there is an impossible for me to like even today mm-hmm. to stay organized with the amount of flow that comes at you you know mm-hmm. it's it's funny because like we brought a new employee on and like he's i was riding the car with him the other day and he's like you know sean like i give you a lot of kudos to like understand like being in your shoes because mm-hmm. like you literally walk down the hall and it's like sean 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 you know and and, and again like a lot of people always say like oh you know we don't want to bother him because he's busy but you know like at the end of the day like mm-hmm. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Like my job is to support my people, my customers, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. It, it's not, oh, I'm the owner. I don't do anything, right? right. Like I'll take the trash out. Right. Like I'll go on an install if I have to. Like whatever it takes. Whatever it like takes, right. you know. And, and I think that's where a lot of people get messed up in in business is that they want to be this owner and they want to be invisible. Like, and I don't like to be invisible. I like to be very visible, you know, and I like to understand what's going on. I, I want to make sure that things are always going right. And I can tell you, like, the best advice I can always give you is just don't turn away from your core roots mm-hmm. and what got you to start growing here. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to take time, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's not going to happen in a day, Mm-mm. right? It's not going to happen in a year. Like, this is a long-term game. It is. Right? This isn't a... Go, any entrepreneur that sits back and says, oh, my end game is I'm going to make millions and I'm just going to be done. No. <laughs> no yeah, right. Good luck. Right. You're going to fail. We were having this, Drew and I had this conversation uh, last week about where I am right now with the business. And the cool part about it is, is I've got a two-year head start, right? And so what I'm learning is, like in these six-month increments, 
Like I'm a lot smarter than I was six months ago. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be even smarter than I am six months from now. Yes. But I look at like, if I go back and look at the six month, let's say we're in business, we'll, we'll, April will be two years. So we're kind of like that 18 month range, awesome. right? So if we go back and look at those six month increments as far as where we've done like our growth and what's happened, how we're just doing processes in place with accounting and different things here and there, like it, it's, it's crazy to think how I used to do it. And to now how I'm doing it now. Even even me, like yeah. I was looking like, today, like and just looking at, you know, understanding how to read financials. Okay. Like I'm not an I don't have an accounting degree. Right. And I will tell you right now, I truly believe that I could go work for a company and be a CFO. I could. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what, from yeah. from the experience that I've had in ten years and running a multi million dollar organization and understanding how to read a balance sheet, understanding financials. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta know your numbers. You gotta man. know your numbers, you man. Know like, your numbers. I can spit our numbers out every day, all day. Mm-hmm. I look at them every day. I look at them like a hawk. I wanna understand it. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna get granular. I wanna know where's the income coming from, mm-hmm. where are the expenses coming from, and really get, you know, uh Go through it daily and understand it. I think that's a, a key factor too in business is that you should be looking at those things daily. I look, look at you know, you should. And, and, uh, and because even if, I want to know where we are, what's coming in, what's going out, what's yes. planned, what's what hasn't, who hasn't paid, like everything. Because it, then you're able to make a, a clear set of books. And my book, at least, is amazing. Like she's absolutely amazing. I, I have clients of ours that that like reach out to us for like just for like helps and, t- and tips as far as like how we're doing things because we're it's so flawless. You're able to get a like a real true number in the business by looking at your your financials all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely, because then you make decisions. And I've learned that from just that was one of these learning curves. You know, like I learned that like I think I don't know eight months and nine months in the business, I was like, yeah, I got to get somebody to my books because yes. I can't keep up with doing my own, I mean doing my own invoicing. Doing the billing, doing collect, like you can't, you can't. Do it's it all. it's impossible. Yeah, you like you have it. to, and you have to empower your people and trust them mm-hmm. in the manner that they're going to do the best ability of their job, and they're going to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's our jobs as as CEOs to really have the conversations with employees and coach them. Like, and it, you might not be the uh, end all answer all, right? Mm-hmm. Because you lean on employees. Like I love Steve Jobs saying. I don't hire people to tell them what to do. I hire them to tell me what to do. Right. And you should operate in that manner. Like, it's true. Like, I, I, like it's true. people look at me all the time it's and they'll, like, they'll come to me and they'll, they'll ask me a question, you know, and they'll, and they'll have, they'll want an answer. And I'm, and, and I do believe that being a business owner, you truly have to be able to make decisions and 100%. it may be the wrong decision. But just make one, make one. Like, it's okay. You're going to make mistakes. Just like employees are going to make mistakes, we're all human, right? Mm-hmm. I think the key factor to it is is when you make those mistakes, you learn from that mistake, mm-hmm. you understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to always sit down with individuals that make mistakes and like let's learn from it together. Like yep. this isn't like, oh, you're in trouble and now I'm going to write you up cuz you cost the company $40,000. Right, like yeah. we've had those mistakes. Lori wants a job with you, by the yeah. way. You can't take. <laughs> Please don't take Lori. <laughs> you know, but it's but it's but it's true. Like you, you have to sit down. You have to, and again, like yeah. I, I I will tell you. You know, yeah. I'm very passionate about what I do, mm-hmm. and sometimes I can come off very aggressive mm-hmm. to people. Like even Shannon will tell me all the time. She's like, Sean, you got to watch like. Her background's HR, right? right? And and Shannon does HR for the company. Yeah. And she tells me every day I'm an HR nightmare. And I truly am an <laughs> HR nightmare. But I don't believe in that. I believe in just being real with people, you know. And I think that in order that, you know, I'm not this guy that is very hard to read. You're gonna mm-hmm. be understand exactly what you're getting from me. That's one of my flaws, right? Mm-hmm. One of my biggest flaws is I'll just say whatever comes to mind and it just comes out. And it just, it's not wrong or I'm not trying to be mean. It just, it's very factual. I'm a very factual person. Right. So like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it when no. it's wrong. No. 
And I think that some people can take me wrong. Like we've had employees that have taken me the wrong way. Like where I've had to sit down and like apologize that the way I came off and if it came off abrasive, even customers, man, like I've had to have those conversations with them and want them to understand, like, I'm very, very real. Like mm -hmm. if I, I, in my opinion, I'm the realest person you'll ever meet because mm -hmm. I'm a straight shooter. Yeah. I'm not going to BS you. I'm not going to tell you, oh, I'm not making any money or this or that. Like we, we tell our customers we're here to make money. We're not a nonprofit. Right. You know? right, like, right, right. So we do a lot of work for nonprofits, but we're here to make money. <laughs> right, you know? right. And there's been times like where we've done things and we didn't make money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, some owners would say, well, man, I, you know, you got to learn from it, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't go back to the customer and ask for more money. I learn from that mistake, and then I ensure that that doesn't happen so what, again. What do, you, what do you base your judgment on as far as when you don't hit that continual client for fees? Is there a, is there a breaking point? Is it the fact of, like, the long-term play of the client and the customer? Or yes. It, yeah. It, it's 100% the yeah. long-term play. You can't, you can't get so short-term focused. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of business owners that I've seen, especially in our industry, they get short-term focused. And they're like, mm -hmm. all right, if I do this, they're going to have to pay all this. Well, I got to bill them. I got to bill, bill them for this. I got to bill, bill them. them for this because if I don't bill them for this, they're going to keep, you know, give them an inch, take a mile. Right. You know? And it's it, like controlling that without, without undervaluing what you're providing. Absolutely. You got to be very cautious. So there's a fine line to walk there because I've yep. made the mistake in the past where we weren't billing for things and then you do bill for that same thing, right? Because somebody else is doing your billing and they see a ticket come across mm -hmm. and they bill for it. And then the customer calls you like, well, hold up. I got a bill for this. Why? I didn't get a bill for this two weeks ago when I talked to you. So it's like, that's where yeah. it gets to be kind of tricky. And again, like most customers that truly care about their vendors mm -hmm. want them to make money. Well, sure, because we're reinvesting back into the company. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, dude, when we when we made the decision to bring on the videographer, I all my clients hit me up and said, dude, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy to see your company grow. Because if you just take all the money and never ever expand and grow, how does that help them? They're not they're not getting any value. It's funny to look back at our customer base and like we moved in the new building and they saw it hitting social media. Oh, I got so many phone calls. Man, I'm so proud of you, Sean. Yeah. It's so exciting. Like just watching the growth. And it's, you know, we we've it's so funny to watch that happen and yeah. see it evolve. And like sometimes I even walk in and like gotta pinch myself mm -hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. Like and and it's it's exciting. It's fun. And that's what it's gotta be. If you don't truly enjoy going into doing what you're doing every single day, mm -hmm. all day, why do it? Dude, I get up. I, I, it's crazy the amount of hours that I put in to this it's not work. business. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. And, and I can't wait to get here. No. And it's like, and, and, and for me, it's like, you know, I set a goal for myself. I wanted to do a million in revenue. Mm -hmm. So we did a million. And it was like, oh, yeah, I want to do three million. Yeah. And then we did three million. It's like, all right, I want to do five million. Yeah. It's like, all right, now I want to do 10 million, 20 million, 30 million. It's like, mm -hmm. and for me, it's a game. Like, I hate mm -hmm. to even say that, but it's mm -hmm. it's true. Like, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. Like, and I've been a sales guy my entire, I look back, you know, going back to as a, as a child mm -hmm. and, um, you know, grew up in Slidell, um, you know, wasn't, didn't have a what rich family. Slidell High. Slidell High. All right. Didn't have a rich, rich parents, mm -hmm. right? Didn't have all this money coming in. Like, had to earn the things that I have today. And mm -hmm. still, my, my father has instilled that in me. And again, it's, it's the facts, right? If I want it, I got to go get it. Mm -hmm. So it's funny looking back to like, I wanted to go to the pet shop on Robert Road and buy candy bars and Icy's and Dr. Pepper's. So, like, I would literally, like, I figured out how to make these bracelets and Boy Scouts yeah. on these, like, leather straps uh -huh. and, like, bought a kit. And I would go take these bracelets, yeah. make them, nail them to a pegboard, 
and like took a marker and like wrote a dollar above one and two dollars above others and like would go sell them just so I could go buy candy bars. Yeah. Because I was like a little fat kid that wanted to go <laughs> eat candy bars. So, <laughs> candy bars, man. so I was like, but you figure out a way to do it. You know, that's you, that's, you got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. Yeah. You do, man. Yeah. And, and you know, and, don't ever like there's going to be days where you walk in you're like man did i make the right decision or uh oh like that's a lot of money i'm about to spend or like mm-hmm. you know if you're comfortable in my opinion mm-hmm. you're you're doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. nothing worthwhile in life is going to just be comfortable it's like all right you have children right yeah all right you had your first child was it uncomfortable yeah absolutely absolutely if anybody like, says number, it's number different, two it's, on the way in july like right that, so yeah so, it's, it, it's so, gonna be and you're thinking right i just had we just had our third two years ago so it's like oh man we're gonna have three kids we're gonna be outnumbered like how are we gonna do this right. you know it's like and i still already had two children and i'm right, already second right. guessing like that's okay that's human nature right. to like second guess and not understand what i mean at the end of the day here's what i truly feel when i look back at my life and every single thing that has happened right mm-hmm. i really can't control any of it right it's mm-hmm. it's all in god's it's hands in god's hands and he's going to put you and he's going to put you in bad situations mm-hmm. that are going to come out really good in the end you know he's going to put you in really good situations that come out bad yeah. like it's just it's yeah. okay like yeah. it's it's about he gives you what you can handle right. and like i even recognize like people that hey i think about how we met right mm-hmm. I, I get into podcast i tell my employee within 2 weeks later he's sending me something with you yeah. and then i'm thinking in my head i'm like man you know what i really want to get with steven anyway cuz like i kind of want to get with him about building an online business i don't have any online business like wow. if i told you that i sold a dollar off an online sale i'd be lying to you <laughs> yeah. like we don't do like you know, we do like online things and like posts on social media yeah. but like i don't we don't have a lot of traffic coming in that way everything we've gotten has been word of mouth mm-hmm. referral mm-hmm. you know i call it guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. getting out there you know beating the streets yeah. and talking to people you know and 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 if you don't bring value to what mm-hmm. you're bringing to people mm-hmm. it's not about selling something it's not. it's not about saying oh i got this cool marketing scheme and it's going you're going to charge you all this money and yeah. you know it's it's about the value how right? can i help you Yes. In the areas that I can help you in, and that's and it's because if I help you, then you, I help one of you, somebody else knows you. That's how you build the business. Yes, you should you should always follow, in my opinion, the baseline sales process, mm-hmm. right? And you should understand that when you're having conversations with customers, potentials, existing, whatever it may be, it's not about selling the product. Mm-hmm. It's not about selling the service. It's about what do they need? I had a customer come to me. Mm-hmm and wanted to spend $400,000 on something. Mm -hmm. Had the budget, ready to go. So I said, okay, let's schedule a meeting. We went and we sat down. We started going through it. And then I recognized, like, they don't need it. Like, no, no, look, I want to make $400,000, right? Right. You know, but at the end of the day, like, I looked straight up at the customer. I was like, hey, look, I'm going to help you out. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't we do this Mm -hmm. to understand that this is even going to impact the business? Because the worst mistake that I can make is to come in here, have this company spend have almost half a million dollars and then create no value for the company. And then you're looking back like, damn, I wasted all that money and we're going to look like we're not a value. Like, right. was it hard for me to tell the customer? No, no, it wasn't. It was very easy for me to look them. I had people tell me, man, that wasn't hard for you to do. No, no. like I don't want to, I'm not out here to screw people. No, help like, people. I want to help people, help people, you know, and guess what? When you do that, yeah, they trust you. Of course. And when they trust of you, course. They know that you have their best interests, and it should always be mm-hmm. about their best interests. Sometimes you're going to have to go to your customers, especially in our industry in IT. Like we have to go to people and tell them, like, look, you're going to have to spend this money. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable conversations because it's very expensive. We all know technology is expensive, right? Mm-hmm. So like having these conversations with them, and sometimes they look at you like, oh no. But it's like, all right, well, if you don't, 
I just want you to recognize the impact, right? And I always tell people like, well, my CPA tells me how much I got to pay in taxes. Like, I don't want to do it, no, right? But like, I'm going to pay my taxes. I like, like, I was at the end of the year, man. That was that. That was another lesson I learned in the first year in business. A massive, massive tax bill first year. Oh, huge! I was like, wait a minute, this is due plus first quarter. It's estimated. I was like, holy shit! Like, like this is a pro- like we had the money, but it was like never again. I hired it, a CPA. I, I'm like, never. I'm done. Right. You got to. You got to know. And there's things that there was things that we were doing wrong from a financial perspective mm-hmm. that were making us look like we were making more money when we truly weren't. Yeah. And like, so then we needed the expense within the company because mm-hmm. it's the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. Now again, a lot of people walk that fine line and they go spend massive amounts of money on vacations and all these things. Like, and I've always been a guy like, I like nice things. I love nice things. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but I always make sure that like. When I'm making that decision to spend money on something, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you're materialistic. You're damn right I'm materialistic. You know, yes. That's why I work my ass off. Right. Like, the reason I did this is because, yes, I love helping people and the money comes with it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, look at the hours. I can tell you right now, I guarantee on an average day, I'm putting in 16-hour days every day. Mm-hmm. Saturdays, Sundays. Like, and that's what it and takes. You're, like, you're the CEO. And I'm the CEO. Right. Like, and I'm not, I'm not leaving early. You can ask any employee in there. Like, mm-hmm. even if I do leave early to go to the gym or mm-hmm. to go do something for my daughter's school or something, like, I'm back at... Last night, I went to dinner with my family, and I brought my laptop, right? right. And, and I sat at dinner catching up with my laptop, got home, got on the computer... Get, didn't get off the computer last night till 1130, yeah. got up this morning at 430, got to the office at six and was on the computer for 615. So, so what is, what is your why? Like, why are you doing this? Uh, I, I, just, I love it, man. I enjoy yeah. it. You know, like yeah. I said, it's for me in all reality, you know, and we've been offered money twice to buy the company. We've had people try to buy the company. So stay at millions mm-hmm. and we've declined both offers because for us, like I look back being in college and I was in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fraternity brothers and they had wealthy families. So like, I didn't have that. So like they knew graduating college, like that they were going to go work for this company. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, that was so cool. I was like, man, like that would be so awesome. And and for anybody to ever say like, I've never been an envious person, but I will tell you right now, there's been times like where I look at people and I'm like, man, they're so lucky. Like, and you know what? It's not luck. It's, it's their, their family built that for them. And it's like, I do have to instill values and understand even my own children. But at the end of the day, like I wanted something that I could leave back as a, you know what, honestly, Steven, you know what I want? I want my picture on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, like mm-hmm. I want a building with my picture on the wall mm-hmm. and I want people to look back 60, 70, 80 years when I'm gone mm-hmm. and the name still exists. Right. Right. And it, and it's there and it's yeah. providing for people like to look at what we've done yeah. to be able to give people retirement insurance, you know, very, very good pay, like company cars, bonuses. Every year we do an employee of the year. We send them on a vacation, like all these cool things like that. There, you cannot you are spending money to get that, but like, there's not a better feeling to sit down with your people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can hit my goals, mm-hmm. right? I know I can. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident. Like, do I hit them all? No, mm-hmm. but I'm okay, and I'll strive to get there again. Mm-hmm. But like, I think at the end of the day, it's so cool to help people hit their goals. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how awesome it is to go to a, a company or an employee and say, you know, what are your goals this year? What do you want to do? And they're like, well, I want to do this, this, and this. I want to buy a house. You know, I want to be able to pay for my daughter's wedding. I want to do this. Like, and you can help them get there and help them do that. Like, that is the best That's feeling awesome. in the world. Yeah. Like, you cannot, you, you, you can't buy that. I can go buy all this cool crap and, and have these nice things, and that's all great. But, like, seeing employees grow within your organization, in my opinion, is so powerful. Like, mm-hmm. and they have taken, they took a gamble, 
right? Yep. They came with me, you know, and just like I, I did a speech at our last Christmas party. We did this big Christmas party every year. This past year we had at the Beau Ravage. Um, and it was awesome, you know, and I get very passionate about what I do. Like it almost, like honestly, like it brought tears to my eyes, mm-hmm. you know, in, in understanding the sacrifice that not only I've made, that they've made to help us get to where we're at today. Mm-hmm. And they make sacrifices every day. You know, I had a vendor come in town and he told me, and he's like, you know what, Sean? I go all over the United States and I go to all these different companies just like yours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I bet you probably got thousands, right? right? Like Jenny's a huge distributor in Ohio. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, but like you're one of the only places I go that like if I show up at seven o'clock at night, people are still here. That's crazy. Yeah. And and they're taking care of your customers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, again. But, that, but that's a top down. That, that comes from, I think, to look at you and what it you're does. doing. It does. They know? see the passion, the, the work passion. ethic. And, they understand. And they want to put forth their best effort. Yes. You know, whereas that in most, I did the corporate thing. 517, they 522, they out the door. Gone. You know, gone. Because again, at the end of the day, like there's nothing wrong with working in corporate America. But I truly believe like going back to the roots and the foundation of what got me where I'm at today is that I, I always strive to be better no matter what I'm doing. So like, I never forget, I worked at Sonic Drive-In in high school, right? My first, one of my very first like jobs in high school. And like, I got the job there and like, I hated it. And I never forget going home, like complaining to my dad, like, man, I hate this job. So stupid. Like I work at a fast food restaurant. Right. And I was complaining that they made me sweep the floors every night. And I want to sweep the floors every night. Cause when you swept the floors, you had to hose it all out. Mop it. You were the last person there. Right. So like I get into doing this and they were like, I come home and I'm complaining to my dad about it. And he sits me down and he goes, you know, son, I want to talk to you about something. And I was like, well, what's that? He's like, you know, you should be proud that you get to do that every night. And I was like, well, yeah, why? That's like the worst job. It's like the worst closing duty. Right. They're just giving it to me because I'm the, I'm the new guy. Right. And he's like, no, maybe they're giving it to you because you're really good at it. And maybe they're giving it to you because you're the best at it. He's like, so why don't you do this? Why don't you take pride in sweeping and mopping that floor and be the best damn floor sweep mopper every night, right? And then that way, when you, if you ever leave there and they know you left, that manager's going to look down at the floor and be like, damn. I wish we started showing him. Right, right? So right, like you right. left an impact, right? right? right so like in right. no matter, I think everybody, and again, like I've encouraged, we've lost employees right over the years yeah. for better opportunities. And again, I'm never one to hold someone mm-hmm. back. Like if they feel like there's a better opportunity, take that opportunity, take yeah. advantage of it. Again, I felt like I did my part and I helped that person grow. Right. And we helped that person get better at what they're doing today. And again, like they've all have left impacts on the company and it's learning experiences and better understanding like what we can do and how we strive to be better. Right. And I think that's the key factor is that a lot of it, it takes that effort every day. Right. And, and learning experience. Why not be the best? Like, yeah, I always wanted to be the best. Right. You know, so like, why not be the best? Look at Drew Brees. You think he practices in the offseason? You're damn right, mm-hmm. right? Like Joe Burrow, right? You think he practices nonstop? Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael Jordan, practice nonstop. Like it just. So Bur- Burrow said in an interview, he said, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's awesome you guys are ready to pull it off. He said, it's 12 months. We've been out since like January 17th. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what it takes. That's like, what it takes. But nobody sees. That's why the very. I'm sure you saw the first hype video. Yes. Them on the levee. And the, yes. Nobody sees that. They don't see that. They see nope. the end result. They see the end result. And I think that's the key factor is that even like looking at you with your <laughs> your, your, your weight loss journey. Like, again, I, I, oh, I've, yeah, been, I've been watching you, right? Oh, so dude. I see you in the gym every morning. I saw you coming in with Brandon. Brandon's a great trainer. He, he did it. Uh, awesome. pre- Changed pre- my life, man. Pre- me, yes, he, me too. You know, Changed he, my life. Great person. And, you know, really going back into looking at that, right? Yeah. 
that's what it takes to be successful. And if, and if your success is being in shape or feeling good about yourself, like, yes, it feels great, right? It does, you know, um, it gives you confidence. It's nice to go buy clothes. I went from a 290 pound, 50% body fat to 2% shredded on a bodybuilding stage. And I can tell you like to do that, it took a lot of commitment. Like I never forget when I decided that I wanted to go on a weight loss journey, I, I was committed. So like, People always say, is it hard? Yeah, damn right it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, well, man, did you mess up? Absolutely. All the time. Like, everybody's going to make mistakes. Did you think about quitting? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every day. Like, all the time. It's like, but at the end of the day, like, if you set a goal for yourself and you're going to achieve that goal, like, you should write that goal down. Like, this year what I did is, like, I always do our goals, but, like, I made my team put their goals on paper and they're hanging on the wall in our office. And... My ultimate goal this year, one of my goals, mm-hmm. is to help my team achieve their goals. All right, so let me ask you this. So let's say you let's say we want to double our revenue this year, okay? Well, I can't. I many more people because, and I know we can help more people because of the fact that what's happening. This is we've been doing more content. We we're getting more opportunities to come in, to the office, and I'm at that point of, <clears throat> do you take on the projects and the clients, or do you? What do you? What do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you continue to grow, but to keep up with the demand on what's happening? What do you do? I I learned a very valuable lesson from Mr. Brian, our first customer, years back. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Brian told me, Sean, the best advice I can give you in business is that when you start having growing pains, have them for six months before you make a decision. I love that. And sometimes it's going to be, like, strenuous. And it's going to take extra hours. It's going to take extra time. It's going to take your employees' time more. All of that, right? But at the end of the day, here's the reality. You don't want to go make commitments on short term, Mm -hmm. right? And then impact some. I've never been the type of person that, like, could hire somebody and be like, oh, if it got slow, I'll just fire them. Like, no, I don't right, think about right. that. Like, no, that's, that's, not, that's, that's horrible. That's not, no, that is right. horrible. Like, I'm not going to say people that. Say, people say that, though. They'll be like, well, you know, we'll, we'll bring somebody in. It doesn't work out. And, you know, 90s, we'll let them go. No. You don't like, want that to happen. All right. So if you have a kid and they make bad grades, do you put them up for adoption? No, like, no. Like, or do you work with them, like, to get them better? Like, again, like, even there's been times where we've made bad hires. And, like, I've had people say, oh, hire fast, fire fast. Like, I don't believe in that. Mm. Like, I believe in everybody needs opportunity. And sometimes... It's going to be harder to work with that person, and it's going to be a challenge. But I'll tell you what, when you make that change and you make that shift in a person and you watch them grow, man, you can't buy that. Mm-mm. Like, that's what I went in business. So how, so how do you set – so if you – okay, let's say you look at – so six months from now, we do what we're doing. We keep just keep taking and taking and from what's – clients are coming to us, not taking their money, but just like – Yeah, they're coming to you. They want, they want opportunities. They right? want opportunities to be able to handle it. At what point – is it a revenue standpoint goal you set? Is it a, yes. I just cannot, t- I, I'm, I, I don't have the manpower to do it all myself. You, you can't, in my opinion, you, you don't. It's, I, it's, a, it's a revenue deal. I, I hate to say this because people will probably say, yeah, he's wrong. Um, you don't turn business down, man. Mm-hmm. Like there's been times where you got to walk away because it's not the right fit. But if it's a right fit for you, if it's a right (laughs) fit for you at the time, like there's going to be times where people are going to say, oh, you know, you shouldn't have took that deal because like, you know, it's too big for you or it's too this and that. Why is it too big? Figure it out. Like I've had, I've had vendors ask me all the time, you know, what customer is too large for you? I was like, none. None. Like we'll take it on and we'll get it done. And it may be taking a learning step. I've been brutally honest with customers and said, look, I've never done this before. 
Like, but I'm willing to take a shot at it. And sometimes you're going to do things that you're not going to make money per se, mm-hmm. right? And that's okay. It's a learning experience. How do you get to learn? Like, you, you, there's only one way to learn is to mm-hmm. do it. Like, there's no book that's going to say, hey, Steven, you know, uh, read this book and like, you're going to have this great marketing plan. No. No. Like you're no. going to have to adapt with your clients, right? Because right. every one of your clients' needs are going to change. And there's not one set product. You sell a service, mm-hmm. right? And, and you sell helping companies. Well, now, now we're getting into the product by, by creating content. Awesome. and it's Which is which is that pivot point of, okay, we need to continue. Because I, I had a videographer who was not in New York. Flying him in, like it was just the, the market. It gets very costly. And you can't move fast. You can't move fast because you got to get flights and things are arranged. And it worked. It worked until now it's like, all right, I need this in-house. I need to be able to provide a service. Whereas if you say, hey, man, I need, I got, this guy's coming in. I want to do content. Dude, we'll be there. And, that, and, and that's, Drew's there in like 30 minutes. We've been there. Like we, yeah. we, we subbed out people in the past and have had to make decisions. All right, we're going to yeah. make this hire. But, now that hires. And I've had people say, oh, you don't need a real engineer. You're going to hire an engineer. It's going to cost you all this money. Like, no, I do. Because, and it might not be, you know, I'll tell you another thing too, and, and, and this is some really good advice for you, is that a lot of people get focused on this like 85% bill rate, right? All bill rate, like especially in our industry, it's all about bill rate. Like how much they bill on? Is 85% of their time billable? Whether it be to a contract, this and that. Like, But I, I had a, a good friend of mine who's a very successful entrepreneur out of New Orleans tell me like, I would get laser focused in what happens in the other 15%. So, like, are you doing trainings? Mm-hmm. Are you evolving your people? Are you getting them better? Mm-hmm. Are you empowering them? And there's going to be times, like, especially you at a at an early stage in business, where, like, you're going to have to hire people that have experience. Like, I'm sure Drew has experience in, mm-hmm. right? So, you're going to have to pay a little more. Mm-hmm. That's an investment in your business, mm-hmm. right? So, like, maybe the next guy you hire that maybe wants to be an intern and you need another videographer, now you can hire a guy and pay him lower wage and have him train him mm-hmm. and you learn and like now you're building a team right right so right. like and, and in that way you know you say hey drew we're gonna hire you some help you're gonna hire him mm-hmm. you're gonna interview him you're yep. gonna make the decision like it's your person that's what i told myself dude you're over the creative services team right like you're coming you're at the top guys come underneath you yes the guys that want to work with you guys want to grow with you because him and i working close together you know exactly what i'm looking for and what i want and that's kind of where we are now where He's turning out content where it's like 80-90%. I go look at it, tweak it here or there, it goes. And that's what it's about, right? Yeah. It, it's about building that and empowering them. And, and again, he's going to make mistakes, right? He's going to do things that yeah. maybe you would have done differently, but that's okay. Like, yeah. let him be creative. Let him let him have his vision as long as it matches up with yours and, mm-hmm. and, and get things done and be creative and find ways to mm-hmm. evolve. You know, there's only so much thought process you can do in a day. Right, right. And, like, my brain's constantly just... Ticking, but I also you know? I also know for a fact that that you know there'll be another no Sean Torres and only one Stephen Fouts. So if I expect somebody to come in and be a hundred percent me, it's not, not gonna happen. They're not. I, I made that I, mistake early in. Like so, I, I've heard it's like 70 percent. Is that a, a gauge or, or a little? I would a little say less. Less man. than that. Yeah. Like think about it, man. Like yeah. you know, and, and I I used to sit back sometimes and get so frustrated and be like, man, you know, how come they can't understand this? How come they understand that? But it's like, you know, like I also get like some of that's my fault. Some of that's mm-hmm. I've made mistakes by making people scared to make mistakes. And, mm-hmm. and you can't do that with your employees. You have to empower them, and they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And they're going to make mistakes. Like sometimes I've had people make mistakes that have cost me $150,000, right? And it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> don't want to do that again. Right. You know, right. it's like, you know, but it's like, it, it, 
guess what though? I took it as a learning experience and say, all right, well, what did we do wrong and where do we steer in another direction? And I think that what I've learned, uh, and it's really just recently is like, they're going to come to you with problems. I think the key factor is to always look back at them and say, what you think? What would you do? And even though you know the answer, mm-hmm. right? Don't give them the answer. And, and, and I hate to say this word because it always sounds bad. You, you almost have to manipulate the situation, mm-hmm. right? And it's all psychology to help them understand it. Because the way your thought process is, is going to be different than my thought process. So I think that what you do is that you try to get your vision across mm-hmm. by letting it be their idea. Let, it, let them make mistakes. Like, let them screw up. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, it's, again, you know, hey, none of us want to not make money in business, right? Mm-hmm. Like, none of us want to sit back and say, oh, you know, we didn't make any money, you know? Like, it, nobody wants that. Is it inevitable and is it going to happen? Absolutely. You're going to bite off on a job one day, and it's going to take way more man hours than you thought, and you're going to look back and you're going to say, wow. I mean, you could be that Yahoo company that goes back to the company and says, oh, I made a mistake. I need more money. Or you could just take your licking like a man and move on well, and, learn and, and, yeah. and learn your lesson and, yeah. and know that that customer is going to be a long-term customer. Mm-hmm. And they're going to spend money with you over and over and over again. They're going to trust you. They're going to know that, you know what, this guy is real. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy gives us honest feedback. And it's okay to go tell them, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, this is where we ended up on the project. And, you know, we appreciate any business moving forward. And we really, truly thank you all for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, be positive. Be mm-hmm. happy that that you got the business. Like, and you were able to have that learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like, because, again, if you didn't. You, you ever had to fire a client? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and there's times where sometimes it doesn't become a fit. And you just have to look at the client and say, look, it's not a fit. Um, It's not working out for either of us. Because in my opinion, it's about a partnership. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I've fired vendors. I've fired clients. And, you know, it's about a partnership that you're going to work together for an end result that's going to be beneficial for both parties. Right. And it may be a financial obligation for in telecom. And then on the other side, it's a financial obligation for the partner because they want to make more money. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and I think that's where you have to give it time. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to let those things develop. And sometimes they don't turn out the way you want them to. You just have to be able to shift that through and get it to the result that they wanted. Yeah. And sometimes it may be, oh, you know, we got to go spend money on this. You know, I, I had a, a, a really good conversation with a customer this morning. So we started doing all the uh, physical security uh, with Enterprise Rental Car for the state of Louisiana. Um, great client. Um, and I was having a conversation with one of their people today. And, you know, and, I, and, and she had some doubts because she's we're going up with a, a competitor and they're, they're bidding the job out. And, and I told her, I said, look, why don't we do this? I said, no matter what, I'm going to get the job done. Just know that. Mm-hmm. So, like. Don't feel like you're making a bad decision. Like, I also recognize that, like, they were afraid that these seven cameras weren't on VIF and they weren't going to work with the system. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what. If they don't work, I'm going to go buy you seven cameras. I'm going to put them in, and I'm going to lose money on the job 100% because I'm not making enough to cover seven cameras. But at the end of the day, I also recognize that, like, it's a long-term game and Enterprise is going to continue to be a customer. Mm -hmm. So, like, do I make a decision of, oh, I'm going to charge them more. Okay, I can do that and lose all credibility in moving forward and I don't make any money or Mm -hmm. I can make a decision that's going to make the customer happy. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the customer is always right. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. The customer is always right. You may have to fire them, Mm -hmm. but they're still right. Mm Because guess what? They'll just go find another vendor. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on, man. You've got so much knowledge, man. And um, 
if you could leave maybe like like three tips for maybe people that are just going into 2020, man, whether it's health tips or maybe setting goals, what would you tell somebody that uh, they're, they're getting ready, like we're almost halfway through January, maybe they trash their resolutions, you know? Um, what can you give some advice for maybe people listening to um, you make, know, make 2020 the best year ever? Absolutely. You know, I think the first and foremost thing is that don't get so hung up on it's a resolution. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. You could start in March. Like, you could start in June. Like, just get better. Like, be better than you were yesterday. Like, try to better yourself. If you're not bettering yourself every day, whether that be learning something, um, helping somebody, doing something that's just better for the world, right? Do that. Like, do it. Like, don't wait. Don't say I'm too old or it's too late. I'll do it next year or this and that. Like, just do it. Like, yeah. don't wait, you know, and, and take action, take Go action, yeah. write, it, write it down, mm-hmm. like write it down. You know, if, if it's a, if, if you want a Lamborghini, you know, print a damn picture of a Lamborghini on your <laughs> right. wall and work your ass off till you can buy a Lamborghini. Right. Right. Like, yes. People say, oh, you're materialistic. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I don't have a Lamborghini. Do you have a Lamborghini? Not no. A Lamborghini, right. No. Would you want one? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? <laughs> right. So like, so like at the end of the day, like, you know, set those goals. And even right. if it's a long-term goal, it's okay. But set short-term goals. Set, set weekly goals. Like mm-hmm. one of my goals this year was that I wanted to make it to church 80% of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, right. If I can make it a hundred, awesome. Yeah. Right. So like if I can make it 80%, great. So like, and I wrote that down and it's on my wall. Mm-hmm. Like I printed it. It's in my office. My goals are in my sales office. And I even told like my team, hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. If you see me doing something outside of it, hold me accountable. Yeah. So like, but be self accountable. So that's the next thing is like, you know, the second thing I would say is that you have to have self accountability and it's okay to look in the mirror and not be happy but be better and take action and do it. Write it down. Right. I love it, man. And, 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 and just go hard. Like don't it, man. go hard, man. Just like, go hard and be better. Go hard and be better. Like don't, don't get so wrapped up in all this people, like especially with diets, you know, right now it's new year diets. Everybody's new year, lo- new me, right? I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight. You know, like don't get wrapped up in this fad stuff. It's a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Right. Just for me, like when I wanted to make more money, like it was a lifestyle change. I had a, a, a good friend of mine, very successful, successful entrepreneur told me, he said, hey, Sean, you want to be Tom Benson? You respect Tom Benson? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, very successful man, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, well, act like it. You know, so it took a lot for me to go back and think. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I even now try to, like, manner myself in a way that. I am that. I vision that. Vision that. Like, that's the next thing. Like, I would say the final thing to do, you got to have the vision of it. If you want to be in shape, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I can envision myself with that six pack or whatever you want, right? In that bikini, in this, like visually vision, like see it, right? Look in your bank account and say, I could see a million dollars in that bank account. Like, and that right there is like, you got to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in yourself, man, ain't nobody going to believe in you. you. Right. Look, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I tell everybody, everybody's selfish. I want to breathe more than you want to breathe, mm-hmm. right? I think the only person, in, people in this world is probably like my daughter, my wife, that you'd probably just take your own life for because you knew that they could survive, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, you want to survive more than the next person. So it's like, believe like truly believe in yourself like I, there's been times where i've looked at myself and i'm like huh there's no way i'll be able to get ripped okay i did it right yeah. did, and did i, I look stay like that old pictures of me like before yes. i started working out and people are like i didn't think you were like 
fat or oh, not in shape. And I'm like looking at me now, going like, damn, like this was possible. Like, I, but I, it I, took it took a year of getting up at five thirty in the morning and putting in the work. A year. And guess what? <clears throat> A year. You, you got to keep doing it. <laughs> you got to keep it doing it. Right. It doesn't stop. Like people not, say, like, oh, once I get. results don't come like four weeks, six Dude, it's no, been a. F- it's a lifestyle year. change. It's a, it's a life challenge. And you're going to make decisions. You're going to do things that aren't mm. the right answer. And that's okay. It's like running your business. It takes time. And the only reason why you are where you is because you didn't quit. And I won't quit. There's, there's, you know, and again, the only thing for us, I think it's slow, holding us back would be as if, I, and I know that's not going to happen, but would be as, why, why not? Because, well, the guys that, that made it, per se, just didn't quit. They don't, and the ones that are in the space now, they're gonna they're gonna quit. Your time, your time's coming, mm-hmm. and 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 it's gonna take that one customer, that one thing, and again, it's gonna happen again and again and again, mm-hmm. and you, you cannot quit. Like, don't mm-hmm. who gives up on life? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, too short, man. But just just like thinking about even working for a company. Like, I know we're talking about entrepreneurship, but like even thinking about people that work for your company, right? Mm-hmm. And this is good advice to your employees sitting here today: is that don't quit because of other opportunities if you're passionate about what you do and you enjoy the people you work with and you enjoy the 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 game it is of life of working with the people stay like there's going to be opportunity where you're going to get off for more money there's going to be times where you may learn something like oh wow i can go to another company i can make way more money like i get it but like okay how long have you been here like you've been here a year two years three years four years five years that's not a long time Mm -hmm. like so be vested in what you do like commitment Mm -hmm. Like committed, mm-hmm. just be committed to what you do. So if if you have a job and you work for a company, be committed to that company. Like love that company. If you don't leave, like if you don't, or if you aren't passionate about what you're doing within your company, quit. Like if people say, oh, I can't quit because I need this job and I got bills to pay. Yeah, but okay. And if you die tomorrow, mm-hmm. are you gonna just go to bed and be done and realize yeah. you hated what you were doing every day? Screw that. Like, right. be happy at what you do. Be excited. Well, that's that, that's what like people ask me. Like they ask me what um, friends of mine who are still in the TV space. Man, how I, I, how you did it? But I said I quit a job I didn't like, and I started my company. Like I, my back was against the wall. I, I was I, I just didn't like traveling back and forth to New York City. What a, what a six month old! Right now, I, I didn't like it, so I quit it. So you and took action. Like, took action. <laughs> Dude, that's it, man. But so, how can people find you? So obviously on Instagram. Yeah, Insta- Instagram. I think it's uh, at Sean Torres eight thirty eight. Um, and then of course Telecom. So. And Telecom, absolutely. It's at Intelecom at I N T E L E C O M. You know, check us out. Give us a follow. Uh, we've been putting some good content out there, some good information. Uh, we're going to be having a lunch and learn at our office. I want to say it's February 22nd. Um, we're going to be teaching individuals about cybersecurity and business continuity. This is not a sales pitch. This is not coming and buy stuff. This is come in and learn about how to how to build infrastructure to protect your business mm-hmm. and to understand of how to build a DR plan and how to come in and really truly have business continuity to know that you can stay up and operational. So, um, you know, check our website out. It's www.in-in. T E L E C O M dot com on Facebook and on Facebook. Facebook. Yep, yes, Sean yep. Torres and Telecom's there. So give well, us man, a I follow. Appreciate you coming know. in, man. You guys like the episode? Thanks for checking it out. Share it with a friend. Until uh, next time. Once again, my experience is your experience. Have a great day. Thanks, man. Giving you advice, tips, and interviews with entrepreneurs just like you. Tune in and subscribe to the Stephen Fow Experience.